1: This is The Hard Shoulder, Kieran Cudahy with you until seven o'clock. Jeremy Hunt has been named as the new Chancellor of the Exchequer across the pond after Quasi Quartang was fired today in preparation, as reports would have it, for a U-turn on the mini-budget, another U-turn on that so-called mini-budget that has sparked uh, such financial turmoil uh, for the country. At a press conference earlier this afternoon, Liz Truss, the Prime Minister, explained the change of direction.
0: But it is clear that parts of our mini-budget went further and faster than markets were expecting. So the way we are delivering our mission right now has to change. We need to act now to reassure the markets of our fiscal discipline. I have therefore decided to keep the increase in corporation tax that was planned by the previous government.
1: All right, that was Liz Truss speaking at a press conference this afternoon. Our reporter Henry McKean is in London and he got this reaction from voters in the streets.
2: How do you feel about the chance of being sacked? What does this mean for Liz Truss? Well, oh, well, uh, no, I think we should go go to the country immediately tomorrow. We shouldn't have any campaigning. We should just go straight to the country. General election. And we should have a general election and we should be elected. I would bring back Jeremy Corbyn and I'd bring back an ultra left-wing uh, government that would look out for, the for I say working class, but let's call them minimum wage owners, let's go for the rich, let's go for the middle class, let's tax them until they bleed and give a better deal for the ordinary working man. They're the people who kept us going. I'm not super duper with case time, but I think I'd rather have Angela Rayner. But but we definitely need someone, but we've got to turn it round, we've got to make it a better life. Why should the rich, the affluent, the wealthy, the people who think they are better than us, why should they have all the cherry when and not let us have a bite? Let us all have a bite of the cherry. Are you happy that the Chancellor, are you happy that Quasi has gone? Yes, absolutely, yeah, he uh, he was, I think he was a bit of rubbish really and what I didn't like about him is uh, under that clown Johnson um, he he was caught telling lies just like the rest of them.
0: Kwasi Kwarteng, uh, it's, it's obvious that there was going to be some sacking but the foundations of that government, the foundations of their economic system are an absolute disaster.
2: So you saw this happening, you knew that Kwasi was going to get sacked, you could see it?
0: Yeah, well, you're bound to get rid of the guy who's racialised as black as well. That's easy easy uh, meat for for this kind of government.
2: You're saying perhaps he was sacked because he was black, but was it not because of the unfunded tax cuts that triggered all that financial turmoil?
0: Well, of course, but I'm also saying that what this system likes to do is have a person to blame, rather than looking at the systemic issues. I'm just saying it's not one person's fault, this. This is a systemic issue.
1: All right, a couple of voters speaking to our Henry McKean, who's on the streets of London uh, today. The LBC presenter, Sheila Fogarty, is with me now. Sheila, good to talk to you again. I mean, is there any way to interpret this other than Liz Truss shoving her Chancellor under the bus to save her own skin?
0: Uh, no, that is exactly what happened. And uh, uh, people who know him a lot better than I do have told me that uh, he isn't a man who will go quietly behind the scenes, uh, despite the polytests of that letter of resignation that he wrote. Um, it, the reality is that she has said, Liz Truss has said so frequently that she was in lockstep, to coin her phrase, with the Chancellor. We know that this is her policy, root and branch her policy, and his, you know, he supported it, that's why she made him Chancellor, but it is hers, and she cannot survive this.
1: Because it, it's true, like, people knew and everyone knows and despite this uh, she won't absolve them of that reality uh, that she is tied to these policies these disastrous economic policies the other thing that you spoke to me about before as well was that quasi cartain was one of her most vociferous personal supporters within yeah, the party um, as well and to forsake him might undermine her own popularity
0: but she's I mean within the party yes yeah, he also has a, a, a good, strong base in the party, in in the parliamentary party, in a way that she clearly didn't. Because in those first few rounds of voting for the leadership, when it was, uh, you know, which MP is standing behind which candidate, when there were a six or seven candidates, um, she, she came in second to last and last quite frequently. Her real support, what put her in Downing Street, was those conservative party members outside of the parliamentary party who wanted the red meat kind of economics that she said she'd give them. And she didn't have the political wit or the global understanding of the environment in which those policies had to exist. Um, and she, she and he just went to hell for leather and did it anyway. It, you know, Even today, the reason I don't think she'll survive this is even today, she was saying in that strange press conference, she was saying, my policies are right. I think her aims are right. Nobody could disagree with that. That we'd like growth to be better. We'd like people to be a bit, a bit better off, of course, you know. But she, she's still denying that the policies she chose were the wrong policies. She, she still essentially blamed the markets. The markets didn't expect it. So we have to change how we do it. Not, I got it wrong. You know, she's still in denial, or appears to be in public anyway, in denial about what she got wrong.
1: And in private, then, do we know what Tory MPs and backbenchers are saying about it? Have they accepted what you seem to accept, that the writing is on the wall and it's only a matter of time?
0: It's looking that way, yeah. I mean, I've been very... I was on air just for three hours this afternoon talking to lots, not not too many MPs, to be fair, but to um, a lot of callers looking at it. But keeping a close eye on social media and what um, Westminster Hacks and some MPs are saying. And clearly, Nadine Doris, for example, um, has, um, as you know, former minister in um, Boris Johnson's um, iteration of Tory government, she she has said already, in, like a couple of weeks ago, there needs to be a general election. And uh, various screen grabs of WhatsApp groups have been doing the rounds between her and some other Conservative MPs about the likelihood of a general election. And she says the idea that we can place another prime minister in without an election um, and just expect the the Electorate, the public to to swallow that is completely for the birds. You know, she and I I personally think she's right. I've been told by an awful lot of people, including colleagues, that there's no chance there'll be a general election. But I just, I just have a feeling that there will be because I can't see that any of this is sustainable with such serious decisions being required and such serious things being faced by people. I can't see how just plonking someone else in there. Or, or leaving her there is, is an option. I just They just don't feel like options
1: to So, So you, you don't buy the idea that I think, is this the fifth Chancellor of the Exchequer? The fourth. I, the, the fourth, fourth in, in <laughs> yes. the year. The same amount Sunak, I think the Labour Party Niamh, have had since yeah. 1967 I saw somewhere uh, <laughs> earlier. I mean, it, the, the Jeremy Hunt has kind of been portrayed as a uh, possible unifying
0: figure. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know enough about his standing in the Parliamentary Party except to say that he's, he's, you know, run once for leader, didn't get it, toyed with running again, didn't decided not to because he'll have found out that he didn't have the support there. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I just saw somebody, um, uh, a Conservative sort of policy wonk, um, suggest on Twitter that Theresa May might be the unifying candidate. My
1: God. <laughs>
0: Back to the future.
1: Back to the future <laughs> uh, is right. Well, I mean, it, can I ask though, it, like, it uh, were you to be proven right, and there be a general election? I mean, the question for the Conservative Party then is who leads them into that general election. I, yeah, you have to have I another mean, leadership contest first, do you?
0: I, I I doubt. I doubt they'll go through that again because of the you know the electorate that just gave us Liz Truss and quasi quasi and can't be returned to again. I don't think. This is why I think it has to go to the people because well, we're left just with the government that is starting to look like a rather wonky chessboard. You know, with the, the the piece is just being moved around. And, you know, it, I, I just can't see that it can be sustained. Having said that, I mean, this is just my feeling about the general election. But having said that, we are in such difficult times um, and some more than others, you know, that uh, government has to still function somehow. And mm. I, I'm not quite sure how that will happen. Um if Liz Truss is at the helm of it, really, I just can't see. Unless she's just there for show. But even when she gives a show, as we saw today in that <laughs> press conference, well, it's uh, not the greatest, is it?
1: Uh, no. Uh, and uh, I would wager plenty of people in the UK, plenty of Conservative voters uh, would agree with you on that, Sheila. Listen, to pleasure. And hopefully we talk again soon. Sheila Fogarty, uh, LBC presenter. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.